Hello and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Chad. And I'm Evan. And you are listening to the Monday Morning Minute. And this week in fictional news, today in fictional news, in fact, Chad, I don't know if you know if this is going on, but I think while we're recording this right now, uh, House of the Dragon is streaming <sighs> on HBO. The I totally spaced Game it. Game of Thrones? Yeah. Oh, man. I totally forgot about that. I thought you were watching it while I was, because I, I texted you like three hours ago. <laughs> My phone died. I know, and you wouldn't get, you weren't getting back to me. And a part of me was like, "Is he watching House of Dragon like without me?" And he's just gonna hit <laughs> I me sent back. You a Discord like, message. I was like, "Hey, oh. bro, my phone is out." But uh, I'm kind of glad that I don't know or didn't know that it was happening until just right now because I don't. It would probably be like the Tuesday morning minute. I don't know. Do I feel that passionate about? I am. I am stoked. I am stoked to see it. Yeah. Anything with. A high budget with a lot of dragons. I'm like stoked going into that. Yeah. I mean, there's like this small part of me that's, you know, like, uh, they messed up my show. I know they really they hurt your feelers with up. that they last. They did, but it's not the same show. <laughs> it's fine. It's, a, I mean, and you know what? If it's bad, then I'll just be like, oh, it's bad. I don't care about this. But if it's good, that's yeah. awesome. And I'll keep watching it. I don't know. I don't think, I don't think you necessarily need to draw totally straight, rigid lines between something like, you know, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> so I'm totally. not just going to be like, well, the last one sucks, so I'm not going to watch this one. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's like my knee-jerk reaction, um, but I, you know, I've thought about it, and I've seen like one trailer, and it looked pretty cool. Like, it didn't, you know. Pretty cool. Like I said, high budget, and it's like in the past, and it's like dragon land. Like, there's lots of dragons back then, so that can't be not cool. There's a CNN article here that I have pulled up that says, Game of Thrones fans, it's time to put your season eight trust issues aside and return to Westeros for another emotionally taxing adventure. The, the awareness. I'm here for it. What do you think it felt like going into like pre-production on this show? Just the amount of pressure from coming oh, off man. so hot after season eight of Game of Thrones. Like, are we really doing this? Are we going to try this again? Like, I wonder here we if there's like a pep talk by like right. the director. Like, okay, guys. These are the mistakes that were made. This is what we're doing to fix it. This is why we will not be letting everyone down and why you need to put your heart into this because it's a awesome project. That's what I would do if I was directing. So like kind of get everyone on the same page, you know, because everyone has those doubts, I'm sure. I mean, I love Game of Thrones. I love A Song of Ice and Fire. But I mean, as it's become a lot more saturated into our pop culture sphere and everything, and as I've been reading and falling in love with so many other different things, it's kind of I kind of feel about Song of Ice and Fire and Game of Thrones kind of the same way as I do about Star Wars. If there's a good movie, then I'm stoked about it. And if there's a bad movie, I don't really care that much. Right. It's like, man, eh, whatever, you know. Um, like there's so many. Do you know Martin's involvement in this show? Uh, I have no idea. I didn't do any research into it because I really just, it wasn't like I was like, you know what? Screw that show. Like, there's no way it was so bad. It was just like season eight was such a bummer that I had kind of just mentally moved on from the entire thing. And I think a lot of people did. Yeah, I think I a lot of did. people, like, remember when the first, I don't even know if you remember, but I remember clearly when that first teaser trailer came out for House of the Dragon, I didn't see anything about it on TikTok, on no. Instagram, on anything. Like, nobody was even was making like reaction tonight. videos or anything to it. So the people that were making this show really had their work cut out for them. They had to, you know, drum up a lot more like, oh, hey, you remember this thing? Remember how it made you feel? Remember how cool it was? Like, not that, not season eight, but the, all the stuff before, not really season seven either, but all the stuff before it. Right. Remember how you felt every Sunday? Remember that? We're going to ah, do that dude. again. It's the only show that I've religiously watched every week that it's come out. But, you know, I think this is kind of like a, it's a natural, and I think in this situation, a healthy defense mechanism 
to not go into it sourpussed, but just go into it with no expectations. Let it be what it be. And if it's great, great. If it's not great, whatever. That way you're not disappointed or you're not like, you know, there's no no preconceived filter you're about to watch it through. Well, I'm sure that you and I will have some thoughts on next week's episode. This will be kind of cool because we'll do the Monday morning minute. We're going to have to do it after we watch the Sunday night episode of this show. The second one. Oh, maybe we should watch it together like FaceTime it or something. Yeah, that'd be fun. And then we could make it part of the Monday morning minute. I don't know. We'll figure it out. That'd uh, be really fun. If it's like a really, really good show and it, you and I decide like, okay, we need to do a weekly thing as long as the show is going, then I, I'd be cool with that. Even if it was like a 10 minute little discussion or something. Same. But I mean, our listeners are the top shelf. So if the show's not top shelf, sorry, <laughs> Game of Thrones. So another little bit of news uh, here that's maybe not as noteworthy, but still kind of cool. Um, Salvatore, old R to the A, came out with a new Dritzed book just a little while ago called Glacier's Edge. Salvatore is just out here pumping out Dritz novels. Dude. Which one? Number 38. Oh my God. He's the little <laughs> writer that could, man. He just keeps going. Dritz just skitters onto another book. Is Dritz just never going to die? Like, not that I want him to die, but I mean, this has to be some kind of record for like one of the longest running fantasy characters, right? Let's... He is the plottiest armorist of all plottiest armors. He's just <laughs> like, he cannot die. He just, he just can't. And I mean, I almost feel like Salvatore should kill him just for the sake of making everyone go, whoa. I mean, at this point, it'd probably be the most interesting thing that could happen. To Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how how far into Drifts did you get? Because I've only read three books. Oh, man. I've read like 14 or 15. I got up through um, where like Jarlaxle and Entreri were like coming. Jarlaxle was coming out of the... I don't um, even know what you're talking about. <laughs> Menzo Baranzan. They were doing a little bit. They, uh, what was it called? Gontel? And I got like into the Gontel Grimm series a little bit. Which was like, okay, Mithril Hall, right? The third or the second book where it's like a search for Mithril Hall. Yeah, streams like, of Silver. I know what that out. is. Yes. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Grimm is like the next undiscovered dwarven land. So it's like a repeat, <laughs> like weird. I don't know. And like Bruner's getting old, which is always kind of sad to see that. And I don't know if he even is living anymore. But it's your comfort series, right? I mean, it you know all of that series. stuff. You're you it's always like coming back home for you. If you picked up a Dritz book that you'd never even heard of oh, right now, you'd be able it'd be to be great. What have you been up to this week? I've been reading lots of books, just booking hard. So I've been uh reading The Vardoger Boy, which is the second in the Forerunner series. Saga, excuse me. I wanted to make sure that I got that right. You never know if it's like the cycle or the um, but this, this is the saga. The anthology, the chronicles. Yeah, exactly. I just it's like home, but it's a very good home, you know. It's like a little boy has more power than he thought that he would or does, and it's just done in a really cool way, and it's all Viking stuff, which I really like. Like Nordic stuff, or yeah. okay. This book ended really exciting with our young boy i won't give any spoilers away but setting off on his next adventure which i'm really stoked for because we're hitting the seas baby and i always love going to sailing so it's just really cool i like i like the books a lot i'm really glad that i'm reading them thank you jay veloso baptista for sending me those uh and then i decided to dip my toes a little bit into some romance so i uh, no way struck, yeah i struck into old court of thorns and roses what i'm not very this far is news to me yeah, yeah i just started it two days ago don't tease me chad don't titillate me tell me what yeah. you think <laughs> i like it so far it's yeah. very much 
maybe it'll take some turns that it surprises me at, but we're very much being set up for like a um beauty and the beast type scenario right, yeah. even it's though like yeah literally the, no it's not yeah. literally. it's not no i don't know i was just well, i had similar thoughts yeah it's like uh when our main heroine is like oh no i'm being taken away from my family i was like this is gonna be good for you this is, <laughs> this is gonna be good for you for sure and also your life is at the bottom so it can only go up i felt i mean it's it's very lush like what do you oh, think it's very lush yeah it's very colorful and high contrast it's like a cartoon almost not like yeah. cartoon has a negative connotation to it it's like it's it's almost like an animated movie almost like just it's with vibrant. how vibrant that's a perfect word for it yeah absolutely yeah her energy however i'm a little disappointed in some things like that are just a little vague like they cross between the barrier between like the fey fairy lands and, and it's like what is that i don't know there was a few things that i felt was under described but i'm sure those will be things that we come back to chad i'm gonna tell you right now buddy okay, okay i'm gonna tell you something right now okay the things that you care about are not the things that sarah j musk <laughs> fucking cares about okay so just you need to get yeah you need to get everything out of your head as as far as like um specific kind of like plot points and not that they're not there and they are there and there's a well, really is... strong there's a really strong like um storylines um but it's a lot of characters it's a yes. lot of people talking to each other that's where in my opinion sarah j mass's strengths lie in interactions you know both physical and mental like very okay. very good at those like the joe abercrombie of like romance writers really good yeah exactly like that um very immersive very well set books it's just like sequences of events <laughs> there's a lot of like moments in those books kind of like in stranger things where like you've got the whole cast kind of like in a room together and they're kind of like shouting the plot at each other right. you know? <laughs> like they're yeah. like we have to go do this thing and go get this thing why do we need to do that because of this reason yeah exactly <laughs> um and then they like kind of go do it but then a lot of stuff gets in the way and i mean they're they're, they're just uh, they're they're <laughs> so excited to keep talking to you about it <laughs> dude they're they're like juicy and i want you see yeah. i was I was stoked and you mentioned exactly what I thought of before going into it. I was like, this book is written with a, the core of this book is different than any other core. Like most of the books that I read will have some romance in it, but it's like a trifling matter. You know, it's like a little bit of cinnamon on the side, but it's not like the bread of the cinnamon roll. So this book kind of has like a different goal almost. I don't know. So I'm like hunting for it kind of like, How's it going to be different? I think you're going to be really impressed with how like imaginative Sarah J. Maas gets with some of the elements of these awesome. uh, of this of these books. Yeah, dude, read them all. Seriously, they're cool. The third book is, in my opinion, a total disaster. Like it's just, like, <laughs> it's just not. I mean, uh, I got a lot of pushback on TikTok when I I, I put no up a doubt. review, and I was just like, this book fucking sucks. Like it's like the worst book in this whole series so far. Because the first and second ones are fantastic, and then the fourth one, um, the novella Court of Frost and Starlight, I thought was delightful, awesome, like a nice um, breath of fresh air for the series. Because the third book just gets so mired down in like everything that's going on. Um, mm -hmm. And then the fifth book is just a, <laughs> a roller coaster. It's just, it's, it's a um, completely different point five? of view. Yeah, there's five. I hope, okay. I think there's a sixth one. There's another series that Sarah J. Moss wrote too called um, Throne of Glass. And then there's another one called like uh, Crescent City. There's only two books out for it, but I'm all in. I think it's cool. Yeah. Me too. I'm really liking it. Like I said, I just started the other day, so I'm not too far, but so far I like it. Uh, I also finished The City of Brass, which we'll be talking about in uh, this upcoming week's review podcast, which I really liked, but I'll save it for that. Oh, you uh, finished and then it. I took a, 
what? I said, oh, you finished it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And actually, uh, I had to finish it like Wednesday. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm still not done. Well, I'm always it. behind. And so I was like, I am not letting my buddy Evan down. I'm going to crush these books. And so I did. And, uh, and you know, as a result, it kind of gave me some free, like a half week to be like, I'm going to read some more of yeah. The Forerunner and some Court of Thorns and Roses. I even took a page out of your book and I started getting a little tired. What did I do? I switched over to The Lost Years of Merlin. There Boom. Fell asleep yeah. like a baby, didn't you? And I fell asleep like a baby, but it was yeah. so cool to read those books because it's like my one series that are some of it that I want to reread this year. That's like a young adult, just taking me back to the days. So good. And then uh, I watched a little bit, a few episodes of the Star Trek Lower Deck show. It's funny. It's really funny. It's a comedy. Yeah. Because oh, it's cool. like, because they're the second contact group. So like once the first contact comes in, <laughs> they come in to like do all the boring stuff afterwards. And not only that, but it's the lower deck crew. So like they're not bridge members. They're like engineers. They're not even like high level engineers. They're like the lower kind of like grungy crew members. I had a good time with it. There's one of the engineers who's like, because of his love interest, he's trying to switch jobs because he's just too busy with his job, but he really loves it. He's trying to become a bridge member and they're going through this. He's like really nervous about it all. And they're going through this little exercise and he makes a ton of terrible decisions because he's not good under pressure at all. And he like clips the back of the ship against something and it releases like all the children. (laughs) (laughs) And the guy drilling him is like, he's got like this stricken look on his face. The guy who's doing it and the guy instructing him was like, I have been through thousands of these and have literally never seen that happen before. <laughs> there was a few moments that I just died laughing. Are the people that were involved with Star Trek like involved in this show, or is it like a weird like Rick and Morty thing? Or I don't it... know because it definitely it is sounds like a like little bit of me. a Rick and Morty thing. Rick Rick and Morty thing, but there could be some original ones. I don't know. I don't know what have you been up to this week. Oh man, yeah, I've been reading all kinds of stuff. Uh, I finished Heir to the Empire, the by Timothy Zahn, the first book in the Thrawn trilogy. Oh, nice. Yeah, Star Wars Legends. Thoughts? It's great. Mara Jade? Uh, Mara Jade was so cool. Luke and yeah. Mara Jade are going to get together, right? Like, there's so much... Okay, yeah, there's so much uh, potential She's in there. Turn on his lightsaber. Oh, my God. And then uh, <laughs> I did a little bit of digging on it, and apparently it was the first published, like, extended universe Star Wars book. And, you know, there was, like, a pretty good gap of time between when Return of the Jedi came out and when Heir to the Empire came out. It came out in 1991. Can you imagine, like, in 1991 being, like, a gigantic Star Wars fan, and then Heir to the Empire comes out, and it's, like, it felt like I was watching another Star Wars movie. Like, it really did feel like I knew, like, I knew what everything was. It was exciting, really cool space battles. I loved it. It's got the juice. There were so many callbacks to the original trilogy, because I feel like Timothy Zahn was still kind of feeling out, like, okay, how much fan service do I need to do in this book, you know? So, (laughs) after, like, the 40th time... It's just like, ah, it reminded Han Solo about the time that he swooped in with the Millennium Falcon and like saved the day in the Battle of Yavin. It's just like, okay, yeah, I know. But like, like, why would this particular thing remind you of that, Han? Like, you're just tossing this in. But I mean, I loved it because I liked those callbacks. Um, Yeah, I'm reading Dark Force Rising right now, and it's just awesome. I'm probably going to read Darth Plagueis and uh, Plagueis. I was corrected on TikTok because I kept pronouncing that wrong. Hmm. Um, I was saying Plagueis. It's Plagueis. Plagueis. Huh. It's Plagueis, apparently. But I'm going to read Darth Plagueis in the Bane trilogy and stuff. Um, I'm going to read some canon stuff, but I don't know. Star Wars is just, just kind of happening. I also finished a novella called The Empress of Salt and Fortune by an author named Mi Vo. It was 
awesome. I read it in like one sitting because it's like 120 pages long. Oh wow! Um, yeah, but I heard a, a lot about it on Book Talk, and I what's kind the of, author's name? Uh, Nivo N G H I V O. It's really cool. It's a story about an exiled empress that's kind of told from the point of view of her handmaiden, kind of like quite a few years after that, like a lot of events happened. This is a really beautiful book, really gorgeous language, kind of like this twisted collection of memories and musings and really excellent. If you if you want to read like a short, very, very different novella, definitely check out The Empress of Salt and Fortune. It felt like I was getting a tiny little glimpse into a very well-realized world. It was just a little tiny little blip of something that was much bigger than what I was looking at. That's really cool. I love that when novella can give you that experience because it's such like an impressive thing that the author put so much work into what you didn't see and wasn't told but you like know it exists by the fact that like you can almost like see its shadow you know yeah i was so impressed with how much nevo had managed to pack into such a small amount of space not a wasted word in that um and i started the the colorado kid by stephen king um that's it's like a short cold case file novel i i kind of was slacking on my stephen king book for the month so i picked like a 200 page stephen king book because i just gotta i gotta keep up on my monthly i haven't missed a month no and there's nothing saying you have to read the biggest book right yeah totally just yeah, ones that fine. i haven't read before so uh the colorado kid's pretty cool i mean it's uh i'm not super far into it but i'm sure i'll finish it pretty soon but it's about like they find like a a dead body on the coast of maine um but they can't really figure out like what's happened I don't know. It kind of reminded me of like a like a like the beginning of um, Twin Peaks kind of thing. Have you watched mm. Twin Peaks? No, <laughs> I've seen like three episodes. Not it's enough so to good. say I have. <laughs> so good. Are you? Like, do you I not, know did you not is. like it? Oh no! It was just I've never been in a setting where I'm like, oh, I'm gonna watch that. It was just like I had a buddy who used to watch them all the time, and we'd go over and sometimes they would be on. Man, you just sit down and watch at least just the first season of Twin Peaks. Isn't there a ton of seasons? No, there's only like there's, so there's. I didn't. I didn't think we were having a Twin Peaks conversation today, so we're just gonna have That's one okay. really quick. Um, okay. Because <laughs> it could be a really long conversation, but it, it's shorter because you don't know anything about it. But if you knew all about it, well, we'd be here forever. But um, it was like the first season, which is very very solid all the way through, immaculate television by the the wonderful David Lynch. And then the second season is really, really good, too, up until about like two thirds of the way through it. And then mm. I think David Lynch left the show and it just completely snowballed out of control into just total weirdness and just didn't make any sense. And it was a total mess. Like the last, not the last, but there's like there's like 10 episodes in season two that are just garbage. And then the last few of season two are pretty good. And then there's Firewalk With Me, which is a movie. Um, which I think you're supposed to watch between season two and season three. And then there's season three, which I haven't watched yet. Hmm. Um, so that's all there is. I think there's like a couple other. Oh, okay. That's not too. nearly as much. No, but I mean, the episodes are pretty long and they're, they're kind of exhausting episodes. <laughs> you know, there's music in it, obviously, but there's like one main um, like piano like song. I think it's called Laura's Theme or something like that. I can't remember the exact name of the song, but it plays over like every conversation oh <laughs> it's so funny it's like uh you have to you have to watch it to, to yeah, we didn't have a huge budget for music it's really good music but yeah i mean uh twin peaks is just one of those shows that's kind of like that early 90s super cozy cozy core mm -hmm. um, but the kind of the colorado kid like premise kind of reminded me of that 
Um, and then I'm still reading City of Brass. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll finish That's it soon. Okay. It's really cool, though. Really I think good. we're going to have a pr- some pretty good discussions around that. Absolutely. Definitely. We are. It's like unique and fun. I'm really excited to hear your thoughts. I'm still reading a series of unfortunate events. I'm on the miserable mill right now. And nothing fortunate has happened yet? There's just nothing ever. Because these poor kids. No adults listen to the kids. And it's it's so, it would be so frustrating. Like, I mean, even from my point of view as an adult reading it, I'm like, why aren't any of the, any of the adults listening to these kids? But I do remember like that feeling. You remember that, right? When you were, oh, yeah. you're like 11, 12, 13. And you feel like everything you ever say to an adult is just they seriously don't care like they don't it's not even that they don't care they 100 percent don't believe a word that you're saying yes and they will go to any lengths to make sure that you are not heard and understood i don't know that that series really does just like get right down on the level of the kids that are reading it it's really cool yeah i try to talk to my nieces and nephews um not like that just because I remember like not enjoying that and thinking like I'm a full grown adult, even though I was like waking my mom up yelling, being like, Mom, there's a demon in the hallway. So, like, <laughs> you know, I probably shouldn't have been believed, but I think they appreciate it. Yeah, I mean you don't have to you don't have to like treat everything that a kid is saying as truth, I'm sure, but at least validate them, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's what they they that's what keeps happening in these books is like, you know, the kids will be like, All right, so you know, we've been right about this like four times in a row. Uh, are you gonna believe us now? And they're just like, oh, there's got to be some kind of explanation. But uh, I'm also reading, still reading Berserk. I'm almost done with Volume Nine. Uh, you, you've all heard me talk so much about Berserk. How many volumes are there? Ten. There's eleven. Um, eleven. Okay. Yeah, and there's more after that, but they're not in the deluxe volumes. But yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, you know, you know me and Berserk. It's so oh, yeah. freaking good. Has it been getting better or worse? It's just opinion? stayed mostly the same. I mean, there was a dip, kind of like I think like around most of like deluxe volume eight which would have been um, numbers like 22, 23, and 24, uh, around there. It kind of dipped a little bit, but it's right back up right now. I should. I want to go read that after we're done here, actually. Cool. Um, and then also, I, I saved this for last. I saved the best okay. for last. It's not even a book. I watched The Sea Beast. <gasps> oh, oh, yeah? Oh, it was so good. Was it was so, so good? good. It was so good, man. Oh, man. What a okay, fun I will say, Tell me. I will say, holy how to train your dragon ripoff batman right like i mean holy come on you guys like shameless shameless um but toothless toothless ah (laughs) beautiful thank you but i loved it um god like everything about it was just so great i loved the the giant creatures the battle scenes were really good the whole movie looked amazing it looked so good um the main like red the main sea beast was so good. I liked blue a lot. The dialogue was really good, like really snappy and like believable, witty. witty dialogue. Yeah, it wasn't. It was like bordering just a little bit on cheese, but not. Mm-hmm. It didn't. It, it never crossed like the cheese line. It was just right there. I really liked Jacob, the main character. Maisie was amazing. Ah, it was so. I'm gonna watch it again. Like it yeah. was just. It was You're like a perfect me watch it animated movie. It was just, and it wasn't Disney. It wasn't DreamWorks. It wasn't Pixar. I don't know what studio it was. I mean, it was Netflix. I like the camera angles as you follow them through the fights. You know, I was like, oh, that guy is like Nat 20ing his dex roll every time. <laughs> he's like the guy when he's like the first fight on the ships when they're it attacked was so by the. Good. So good, right? He's like running up the mast and catching people and jumping and sliding. Just like, oh, so rad. Yeah, that's a really good notice. Yeah, the camera angles. Now that I'm like, thinking follow about them, it. And yeah. like the whole world will be tilting upside down. You kind of are tilting and spiraling with it. And it's just like radical. It was really long. 
for an animated movie. It was like two hours, like solid. I remember like I paused it and I was like, man, there's still like 45 minutes left of this. Like, geez. Same thing um, happened to me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You expect those animated movies to be short, but I mean, I loved it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I was very excited about 20 minutes in that, I, you know, knowing what I was in for. Cause at first I was like, oh, uh oh, what if this is shitty? <laughs> and then I had to like go <laughs> on the really podcast long. and be like, Chad, that movie that you loved was shitty. You know? <laughs> well, you did that to me with the Green Knight already. So, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. We're not, we don't have to love each other's movies and stuff. No, we don't. No. Yeah, no. Definitely not. Like Green Knight. Yeah, that's been pretty much everything I've been up to. I mean, um, lots of work on the podcast. We're moving a lot of the, not moving, but we're adding a lot of these episodes over to YouTube mm-hmm. right now. I'm trying to do all, all of that very gracefully and do it all right do it all correctly so that everybody has a good experience on YouTube with that. That'll get some more people on board with the podcast, which I'm so excited about. Um, it's a long process. YouTube is annoying. Uh, Dude, some really of annoying. it, some of it's very user-friendly and it's just like, you just kind of drag and drop a lot of stuff. And then some of it, there's this one thing when you're uploading videos to YouTube where it asks, it says, is this video for kids? For kids and yeah. it says yes no. or no. And it's like, you click on no, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, kids can watch it. I, that's such a weird question. Like, You're not I, excluding them by yeah, saying no. I know yeah, what they're asking me. Yeah, it's so stupid, but so stupid. I get it. I know why they have to ask that question, obviously. And certain things you can't access until the video's uploaded. Like if you're uploading it on your phone, if you're uploading like a short, you can't access the episode description until it's already uploaded. So you have to go through this like two-step process, like typing in the title and then... You can be like, no, it's not for kids. It's for public. And then do it. And then you have to go in and then put your tags in and your description. It's just like, ugh. It's all for the greater good. The greater good. But yeah, a bunch of reading and editing and emailing. And yeah, I mean, it's all picking up. It's all nice. We're getting tons of emails all the time. There's some authors coming on soon, everybody, yeah, that, that we haven't told you about yet, but that are coming on that we're really excited about. Juicy, juicy. Interviews to prepare for books to read been working on the website all week oh yeah merchandise is going to be happening soon i know we said that like a month ago but (laughs) thank you for bearing with us also oh my god thank you everybody for being patient with me on getting that books of babel the fall of babel episode out it took me like a week to edit (laughs) it was a two and a half hour episode i never i got it down to like an hour 58 or something because there was some stuff i took out of it but it took a long long time for me to edit that episode because i wanted it to be good it was it was the last episode in the books of babel quartet i wanted it to be as good as it possibly could be it needs Um, to be it deserves that so i'm so glad that you are taking the time but it's up it's up it's it's good to go go listen to it um i mean maybe listen to the ones before it and read the books if you yeah like don't go listen to book four without i mean no, do it if you want no, to obviously no, you do, man. It's, it's your and time. our recaps are really good our recaps are pretty good <laughs> um, and it's given me enough time to have uh develop a friendship with old uh mr bancroft so it's been awesome okay i have a question for you if you uh have a minute here if i can sneak one in you ask me anything chad okay so riddle me this batman what would happen <laughs> I was like doing something and then I stopped and like this thought just like ding popped into my head and then I didn't do anything else for like 45 minutes. So I thought about it. So here we go. What would happen if a werewolf went to space? If a werewolf what? Went to space. What do you mean? It's always full moon. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, I don't know. What's the situation? It, like, why is, is it he limited there? by <laughs> distance? Does it have to be direct line of sight or is he just always werewolf? I don't know what the werewolf rules are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 
okay so i can't remember if if it's a full moon in general you turn as a werewolf like i never know if like if you're inside and the and the, you can't see the full moon are you good yeah. you know or like things that like the clouds will clear and he's like and he right exactly into... i think that's more for the the viewer's benefit to know it's a full moon probably you know but like i mean it's a full moon at other times in the day around the world right i don't know how the moon works <laughs> uh... it's a good question though chad i uh, i don't know i don't know the answer to that I don't know. Has there been I any like sci-fi werewolf in space? Yeah, uh, probably not. I don't. But I mean, there could be Chad if you wrote it. Oh man, maybe I will. I like thought of it. And, like ran over to my roommate, who's always down for a good like ridiculous conversation, uh, and we certainly had one. <laughs> oh my god, I can't. I can't believe that I forgot to mention this. Um, and it's so serendipitous actually that you mentioned werewolves because I forgot to mention to you that I read a book on that app uh, Galatea that I've been working with. Um, and I'll definitely put a link in here <laughs> somewhere for you all. Please go click on the link. <laughs> Help me out. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, Make you don't have to, like download the app. You don't have to sign up for it or anything, but just like download it. Like, help and me use out. the link in uh, the description to do so. So that way it shows that, you know, <clears throat> we've got the juice. We got the juice. Anyway, <laughs> I read this book, uh, called my sexy stepbrother is a werebear. Oh, um, and and her sexy stepbrother really was a werebear and he was sexy um it was cool it was wow. really cool uh kelly lord is the author and um like well written um the main character helen was really cool thought of like body body positivity in there which i thought was awesome there was like a whole council of werebears i didn't even know werebears was a thing there's like where everything apparently oh, i yeah. thought it was just werewolves oh there's no there's where, all sorts there's of like were rabbits and like where lizards were and stuff were rats and stuff so there's there's like this society of werebears that are kind of like living in seclusion in this book um and so like she den. goes and like you know meets the stepbrother and he's he's all hot and she's just like what an asshole you know for like being so hot uh and then <laughs> and they like they kind of like start spending time together and stuff and it's really cute and really cool um like their conversations together um but then you know her presence in this like secluded area is like a problem so the <laughs> so like the, the council of werebears gets together and it's just so fun um like one of my favorite things that i pulled out of it was um bear justice that was said like multiple times like bear justice. like there's like two two of the council like elders that are arguing and she like kind of steps forward like she's gonna do anything about it and um <laughs> sam like her stepbrother like puts a hand on her chest and he's just like no you can't interfere this is bear justice <laughs> i love that so much um but yeah i'm gonna keep reading books on this uh, on this wonderful app because um I think it's really cool because I'm like, you know, shouting out some unknown authors and I'm shouting out some different books and reading different stuff that I normally would and stuff. So, yeah, I'm into it. Uh, I think the next one I'm reading is just a straight up uh, horror novel, though. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some spiciness in it, maybe. Uh, I but... think uh, I think it's I think we're going to get a lot of stepbrother, stepsister stuff with all House of Dragons coming in, too. It's going to be like a whole <laughs> era, you know, we're bringing Targaryen. It yeah, it's going to be unbearable. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, with that amazing transition, let's try another transition right into the fictional fun fact. Is that me or you? You're doing it. I think I'm doing it. So the 1999 film The Iron Giant is what? Actually, 
Yeah, we just thought it was relevant. It was relevant, <laughs> so I went here. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> you're good. I got so it's excited. Based, dude, it's so good. Uh, I know we nerded about it hard last week. Just why I chose this one. Um, it is based on a 1968 science fiction novel by poet Ted Hughes that was written to comfort his children after the suicide of their mother, fellow poet, and his wife, Sylvia Plath. Wow, which, really? Yeah, which kind of like makes so much sense because that movie is so heavy it and, like, hits emotional. hard yeah it's just, like the iron giant's like mom oh which makes a lot of sense wow wow ted hughes is awesome yeah what a, cool, what a great okay i want to read that now i wonder if it's yeah. like available can you buy it is it oh i don't know i'll look it up um yeah i mean that movie um you know obviously when i was a kid it hit pretty hard and then you know being an adult watching it again and just it's the same swirl of emotions yeah. you know i think it almost even hits harder now than like as a kid you know like as a kid i don't know if i like understood all of the depth there but well you can understand like you're like a new friend yeah you know, not don't want to spoil it or anything but like a new friend and like how how important that relationship is especially right. when maybe people don't really understand why you're friends with that person but you understand why like you're friends with that person connection. yeah yeah, yeah. Do you know that's Vin Diesel, the voice? Really? Yeah. Wow. I think that was one of his first, because he was in Saving Private Ryan, um, but it was kind of like a supporting character role, obviously. I think Vin Diesel's like breakout was like, it was. I think it was either Fast and Furious or Triple X. I think it was Fast and Furious. Man, Triple X slaps. Dude, <laughs> that it really so does. good. <laughs> I actually really love Vin Diesel. Yeah, what's wrong with Vin Diesel? I, I love cool. me some Vin Diesel. I don't um, think he's done anything wrong. I think he's fine. Like, no, I mean, yeah. you know, I guess he could be accused of him being like a little like basic action here, but he Who is cares? such a nerd. Yeah, he like uh, makes like, video games. Yeah, he's yeah. like was friends with one of the head uh, starters of D and D. Gary Gygax. Uh, Gary Gygax. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that wild that Gary Gygax is the name of the guy that invented Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> it's a cool name. <laughs> Gary Gygax. Oh my he god. Sounds so cool. like he was summoned from a different plane. <laughs> I'm looking at a picture of him right now. He looks so awesome. He looks like Gene Wolfe's like cousin. <laughs> Where are we talking about again? Oh, the uh, Iron Vin Giant. Diesel. Vin Diesel. Oh, right. Yeah, Vin, no, let's let's go back to Vin Diesel. Um yeah, Vin he Vin I mean, have you seen uh, like Pitch Black? Oh, I love Pitch that Black. That movie's incredible. It's Dude. so good. I watched it on repeat when I was a kid. Same. It's it's one of my favorite like horror movies i don't know if you it's like space horror horror. it's It's like space horror horror. it's just done so well oh it's creepy and fun and action and friendship and betrayal and wonderful dude like the oh man i might watch pitch black me too i'm like oh my god it's so good a long time i know i remember i remember like the thing that i liked so much about because i haven't seen it in like 10 years but the thing that i liked so much about that movie was like the, the slow realization that when the sun goes down like everything goes to shit you know mm-hmm. and oh man it's so and good then, like, on this alien planet oh yeah but then our like hero also like comes alive because he's had this surgery a shine job oh man i love the crazy tangents that our fictional fun facts take us down let's <laughs> see where this goes chad so deep and so I love, delicious i love early uh, early 2000s um science fiction movies like there's just something about them. There's so uh, like um, Mission to Mars and Red Planet both, which are Ooh, like synonymous nice. with each other. Oh, Titan AE. Ooh, oh, 
Titan so good. He, I yeah. haven't watched that movie in so it's long. It's so, so, Dude, so what good. what a soundtrack that I know. movie had. I used to listen to that CD on repeat. I can hear it in my head. <laughs> I'm going to listen to that song when I get out. I'm making a note. Oh, the oh, how can we forget the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes? Oh, dang. With Marky Mark. That movie's a total... <laughs> fucking disaster it's so but it's good it's pretty good what's uh did when did the dragon biker movie come out the dragon biker movie yeah with magic hour you know and like uh oh rain of fire rain of fire thank you yeah oh my god when did that come out i bet just really (laughs) it is early 2000s yeah i think it's like 2001 that's um that's 2002 oh boy yeah that's uh mcconaughey and christian bale and um uh gerard butler yeah. Or is it, I, is it no, Clive no, it's Owen? Gerard Butler. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Boom. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah early 2000s, great. man. They were they were churning them out. Like my uh, original Report. Godzilla or the old one? Oh, that one's garbage. You don't like <laughs> I that? that movie. I like that yeah, that one. movie that sucks, like, dude. The Matthew Broderick like... one. Yeah, oh, I think that's so what I'm talking bad. about. They're like, like at the end where they're like, we got to go smash all of Godzilla's eggs. Yeah. He laid it, she laid eggs in Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> like, I oh, mean, I guess was, it makes sense. Like, when was Jurassic Parks? There was probably one of them right in there. Well, Jurassic, the first one was like 93 or 94. Okay. And then Lost World, I think, is like 97 or 98. Okay. Uh, Jurassic Park 3, which is just total trash. Yeah. Um, came out in like 2001 or two or something oh okay darn um yeah i'm like now now i'm looking at movies from the early 2000s you know we got we got signs oh but, I love which signs. is incredible i think signs is m night Shyamalan's best movie i agree 100 percent. yeah i think it's uh well i'm so i feel so bad for you um when you have to list all this out buddy oh it's weird. <laughs> it's i never weird. think just... about it during <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's always funny when I'm like, if it's like, if it's like a little bit, then it's like I can do other things while I'm going. But on episode, like I'm sure, like this one will be, I just have to be focusing, and usually I have to pause it because I'm a few behind as I'm like scrambling to create the links and stuff. (laughs) That's okay. You know, in the spirit of giving you a break, I think we can go ahead and call it right there. I think we can too. With the end of The Matrix, 1999. Well, The Matrix is fantastic, but have you seen? equilibrium the the kirkland brand matrix with christian bale and i think most deaf but where they do they do like they do like gun they do like gun martial arts oh are they spinning the bullets is that no that's um that's hunted or something or like whatever i can't remember um i can't remember what the name of that movie is um no uh equilibrium is uh it's the one where they they inject like it's kind of like soma from uh, brave new world or uh, it's kind of like a it's like this future dystopia it's not really like the matrix where there's like this kind of uh, like computer program thing that's like this whole other thing but uh equilibrium always gets lumped in with the matrix because it came out around the same time and nobody cared about it <laughs> i think it's really good it's a super solid movie it's it's a lot more like stylized than the matrix which is saying something because the matrix has its own obvious like aesthetic and style to it but equilibrium is like it's almost like a cleaner like faster matrix if that Ooh. makes sense like yeah, you would yeah. like it a lot it's really cool i would i i i've seen i like know exactly what you're talking about um, I don't think I've seen the movie, but I know exactly what like style. It's almost like a um, Wing Chun, like the Chinese martial art. I, yeah, it's very similar to that. 
Yeah. Did you another movie before oh we end here that's <laughs> like so way sorry. underrated that no one ever mentions that really should get some more love is the one with Jet Li oh, with yeah. the multiverse and he goes oh, and yeah. kills himself. You get more powerful, you know, man. That was so much fun. Wait, have you seen Hero? Yes. I'm not. I don't know. I don't really like the the weird running on air where they're like running on bamboo forest trees jumping around. You know, oh, it's that's like awesome. I love that stuff. It's okay, but it's just like I don't know. I I feel like I can see the ropes. You know. I, I hear you for sure. But just, you know, don't worry about it. Yeah, that's true. Stop that's worrying true. about it, Chad. I ain't going to worry about it. You're right. You're right. Okay. That is where we're going to cut it because uh, Chad has to put all of those movies <laughs> in to the description. <laughs> Everybody, thank you so much for listening to Chad and I nerd out hard today. Hard nerd. Woo. Like, uh, we, went, we went for it today. Everybody, I hope you have an awesome, awesome rest of your day and, of course, a great rest of your week. Thank you so much for listening to the Monday Morning Minute. Last bear pun. Thanks for bearing with us, y'all. And uh, <laughs> have an excellent week. Happy reading, everybody. Bye, everybody.